King King, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hephzibah. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord dispossessed before the sons of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed, and he erected altars for Baal, and made an Asherah, as Ahab king of Israel had done, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven, and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. For he built altars for all the hosts of heaven, in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his son, and he made his son pass through the fire, practice witchcraft and use divination, and dealt with mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. Then he set the carved image of Asherah that he had made in the house of which the Lord said to David and to his son Solomon, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen from all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. And I will not make the feet of Israel wander any more from the land which I gave their fathers, if only they will observe to do according to all that I have commanded them, and according to all the law that my, ser that my servant Moses commanded them. But they did not listen, and Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than all than the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the sons of Israel. Okay, so Manasseh's twelve reigns fifty-five years. And as he gets to be old enough to rule the country, how is his reign? Very, very evil. Yes. Yes, indeed. It was, it was bad. It appears that there is hardly a sinful practice that Manasseh neglected. <laughs> you know, he pretty well tried everything. What are some of the things he did? Idol worship. Yes? Idol worship in the temple. Uh... Yeah, lots of stuff with all kinds of idols and images. Human sacrifice, perhaps. Yeah, his son passing through the fire, sacrificing his children. Witchcraft, divination, mediums, spiritists. Wow, he, he pretty well runs the gamut. You know, if it's wrong, he wants it. And uh, he follows all the wrong role models. Uh, you know, the Canaanites, the... Uh, high places like Jeroboam had Baal, the uh, the child sacrifice like Ahaz had, the medium like Saul turned to. He he rolls it all into one. He's just about as bad as they come. You know, he's a you know not a good good example. I mean, he had a reasonably good father, Hezekiah, despite his shortcomings, reasonably good. But Manasseh sure was not. So he he even outdid the former inhabitants of the land and how atrocious things were. <clears throat> so, having a reasonably good father doesn't make you a good son. Well, if Hezekiah really did go downhill those last few years of his life, and that's when he had Manasseh. Good point. That may have been more influential than we thought. Thoughts, comments? It looks like it looks like uh, Manasseh really wanted some answers to what was going to happen. I mean, all the things that he's trying, he's trying to look into the future, and <coughs> instead of turning to God and saying, you know, what's going to be happening, 
guide me. He's looking for you know answers <laughs> in all the wrong places and, and in all the places. <laughs> yeah, and I just I wonder if I, I assume that he would have known about this prophecy that you know some of your sons shall be taken away and become officials in the palace of Babylon, and so he's almost desperately looking for a way out of that. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't... That fear, I don't think, excuses him in any way, but it kind of... that You get that idea that he's just looking for something, calling desperately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd normally worship all these things because you're hoping they can do something for you or get you out of a jam or whatever. Other thoughts? By, by the way, how long did Manasseh reign? That is a long time. Which all goes to show you how long you reign is no sign of how well you reign. Fifty-five years, more than half a century of Manasseh. Well, ten to eighteen. Now the Lord spoke through his servants, the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh, king of Judah, has done these abominations, and having done wickedly more than all the Amorites did who were before them, and has also made Judah sin with the idols, therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such calamity on Jerusalem and Judah, that whoever hears of it, both his ears will tingle. I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab, I will wipe away Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will abandon the remnant of my inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies, and they will become as plunder and spoil to all their enemies, because they have done evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day of their fathers from Egypt even to this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood until he had filled Jerusalem from one end to the other, besides the sin which he made which had made Judah sin, and his doing evil in the sight of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and all that he did, and his sin which he committed, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Manasseh slept with his fathers, and was buried in the garden of his own, in, of his own house, in the garden of Uzzah. And Ammon his son became king in his place. Alright, so the prophets say that because Manasseh was worse than all the uh, Amorites even, who had been wiped out, then God is going to bring this terrible calamity upon Jerusalem. You know, Manasseh is going to be responsible for grave destruction against the people. And he says, I'm going to stretch out uh, over Jerusalem the line of Samaria, the plummet of the house of Jacob. I'm just going to wipe them like a, you know, you wipe a dish clean and turn it over. I'm just going to, you know, wipe them out, turn them over, they're done. You know, that's everybody's gonna. The, here's what I'm gonna do. Their ears will tingle. It'll it'll make their ears ring. It's gonna be so so devastating. God is going to punish, you know, Manasseh for what he's done. And uh, as he says in verse 16, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood till he'd filled Jerusalem from one end to the other. We know from historical tradition, Manasseh is reputedly the one who sawed Isaiah in two. So that's probably one of his victims. Uh, It's, you know, I think we shouldn't probably leave this without saying this. It is interesting that 
the king's account makes no reference to anything that changed in Manasseh's life. But we know from Chronicles that at the end of his life, he repented and turned to the Lord and God was merciful to him. But, but you know, I mean, turning to the God at the end of your life doesn't erase the impact of your life of crime, doesn't necessarily restore your name. You know, <coughs> uh, King doesn't even mention his repentance. Even though I believe it really happened, it was genuine and all, but the overall record of his impact was very negative. Comments and thoughts. Is there another, I'm sure there is somewhere, another image of Jerusalem being filled with innocent blood? Well, I mean, what about Matthew 24, where he requires all the blood of his servants to Jerusalem? It's like a Jeremiah, maybe? Do you remember what it no, says again? Do you remember any words in it? No. I just have this image of, of you know, lots of blood. Revelation. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I thought about Revelation, too, but... I don't know. I'm not sure what you're thinking of, but it may be in those books that are long. Because in Ezekiel, didn't wasn't there an angel who went through, like, marking people? Yes. And, yes. and, and there was a, a slaughter there. Yes. So, not innocent blood in that case, but, but that may be what I'm having about. Other thoughts about Manasseh? What's the reference in Chronicles? Isn't that 2 Chronicles 33? Yeah, 33, 11 to 19. Okay, yeah. Ish. The, uh, in verse 14, I will abandon the remnant of my inheritance. Which remnant is that? Um, what verse? Uh, 14. Well, I think he's saying the the people of Judah and Jerusalem. You know, he's going to... They, they are the remnant that's left. Israel's already been taken into captivity. He's going to abandon them. This is not the remnant that gets taken away to Babylon and brought back. Well, I think he's just saying, you know, uh, he, he's delivering uh, the, the people who are left into captivity. Other thoughts? All right, well, I'm going to stop here so I can try to get to this uh, ball game, but good to uh, do this. Uh, no Cameron on Logan for the next two weeks, so no... <laughs>